Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight. We have an amazing guest coming on momentarily. He is a philanthropist, an actor, and a producer. His name is Brian Oakley, and I'm going to be bringing him on in a moment. Um, Before I start the show, I always like to do a brief introduction and talk a little bit about the concept of my show. Started it about a year and a half ago, and I can't believe it's almost uh, winding down for the year, so I have a couple of interviews left. And then I'll talk at the end of the show about something I'm going to do for the uh, top acts of 2012, which will be something new this year. Started the year, the show, as I mentioned, a year and a half ago with the concept in mind to create a forum where I could bring various people on in the entertainment industry that are just doing great things. Musicians, comedians, actors, people like Brian, who is a generous, and I, I like to put the word beyond in front of it, generous uh, donator to projects like Kickstarter, Indiegogo. We're going to get into that tonight. Um, And he also has an amazing background, so can't wait for him to share that. So I really wanted to create a forum to help people out there. I'm an independent artist. Um, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology. And then on the side, I'm a musician. I have the radio show. I do some writing for some entertainment magazines. So, again, I wanted to really kind of give back to people. It's been an extremely, you know, tough road for me, and I know a lot of people have challenges and difficulties in the entertainment industry. So that's what my show is all about, supporting others. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession and what they're doing. A couple of things I kindly request people keep in mind, and uh, I know from Brian calling into one of my shows, he, he definitely has a great sense of humor. I think it could be a little dry at times, too, so... Again, I work in corrections. I'm a little concrete right now, so he's going to kind of keep me going tonight. Um, Just please keep in mind the show is uh, purely for entertainment. Although I'm a psychologist, it's not meant to be doing any type of formal therapy, on-air treatment. Um, I I take my profession very seriously. And secondly, just if you want to share some entertaining stories, uh, anything that might be a little humiliating or embarrassing, I love comedy. I'm a big uh, Howard Stern fan. Just please keep any identifying information, such as specific names, et cetera, anonymous. Okay, so if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio account, please, by going to blogtalkradio.com. And you can also join us in the chat room. Uh, Because I'm a one-person show, I'm going to really be focused on the interview. So if you want to call in, you can dial 805-243-1320. That's also in the chat room and on the station site. Okay, so I actually uh, had the honor of meeting Brian uh, because I was working on a project that was um, using Indiegogo as a means to uh, support funding it, and I was one of the supporters actually involved in the project as well as one of the people who worked on it, and it was called We Approved This Message. It was a really funny uh, campaign ad series about the presidential candidates. If you're interested, you can go to weapprovedthismessage.com. So Brian became involved, and he was just, again, a very generous donator, really supported the project, and again, I really appreciate everything he's done and the support that he's given to the project. So they call him also Mighty Oak. We're going to learn about that tonight. He is a cybersecurity analyst for the U.S. government, an up-and-coming actor, as I mentioned, and a producer, and a generous funder of music and music. 
sorry, movie and music campaigns on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So he's already appeared in four movies. He's going to also be appearing in upcoming films titled The Bully Chronicles, which we'll talk about tonight, and another controversial film titled Dear White People. He's an executive producer and a producer of five other films as well as a web series, um, and he's going to be co-producing an up-and-coming another film titled The Couple Movie, and it's based on a popular YouTube web series titled The Couple. We're going to talk about that. Okay, I don't want to give too much away. We're also going to play a hit song single off of the band Warner Drive tonight. We're going to debut one of their songs. Brian uh, helped put those guys on the road and uh, tour Europe with some of the supporting that he did for them. And then I'm going to leave out right now mentioning some specifics, but we're going to talk about some of Brian's very interesting uh, hobbies, which I'm very curious to hear what people think about some of these hobbies of his. Uh, so let's bring him on. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? Good, good. I hope the introduction did you merit. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. I think you covered everything, so I can go ahead and go now. And cool. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not letting get, I'm not letting you go that easy. Um, so how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. It's good to be on. And, uh, cool. Should have a lot of people calling in from the different projects, so that would be cool okay. to hear from all I'm of gonna, them. What I'll do then is I'm going to go back and forth between some of my questions and the uh, the screen okay. board here just so I don't miss anyone. All right, cool. Good. You sound like, real quick, are you on speaker? You sound like you have a little feedback. Um, I'm not sure. I just have my cell phone. It's... it's just your cell phone? Okay. All right. Well, maybe you never know. All right, cool. All right, so why don't we start out so we can get some questions in so when people call in I can take their calls as quickly as possible. Um, tell us a little about where you grew up, where you're originally from. Give us a little bit about your background. Okay. I was born and raised in Moses Lake, Washington, a small town in Washington State. Uh, I was there until about 19, and then I went to I first went into the Marine Corps. Um, I was, went to boot camp in San Diego. Uh, I was there three and a half months, but then I got injured in boot camp, so I got out. Uh, Healed from my injury, and then nine months later, went in the Air Force and was in the Air Force for four and a half years. Spent most of my time in San Antonio, Texas. I uh, also went to uh, Las Vegas for a couple weeks, TDY. But pretty much just stuck in the state in Texas. Okay. Um, so I was there for four and a half years, and then got out of the military and went to got a job in Virginia. Uh, that's where I got involved with the cybersecurity side of my job, because when I was in the Air Force, I was an intel analyst, intelligence analyst uh, for the Air Intelligence Agency, uh, so I had a background there, I already had a security clearance and had some experience <clears throat> with uh, computers there, and nice. that was a stepping just stone to, and got me into what I'm doing now. Cool. Just to digress for a minute, what made you get interested in going into the Air Force and the military? What was, what kind of drove you? <clears throat> Um, I just, so what part of it was uh, didn't know what else to do. It was just small town. It was like either work at McDonald's or, you know, Walmart or something. I didn't want to do anything like that. Right. Um, I always wanted, growing up, I wanted to be an FBI or police officer or something like that. I wanted to be involved in some kind of law enforcement. So okay. I thought the military would be a good stepping stone for that, get some experience. Uh, they can pay for school and just learn a trade, basically, and just get out there and actually do something. And travel Very the cool. world a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and didn't end up traveling a whole lot. Like I said I was in Texas most of the time, but <laughs> did get the, did my, got my foot in the door though, and got me where I am now. 
Uh, That's great. Because I got out of the Air Force, a guy that I worked with in the military had already gotten out, and he was a contractor for a company called Viridian at the time. It's now uh, General Dynamics. But he uh, turned my resume in for me, and I got the job, and it was in Virginia, so I had to move there. Okay. That. And, uh, so I spent uh, about eight and a half years in Virginia working at the National Reconnaissance Office um, as a cybersecurity analyst. I do a lot of computer network defense, um, work with certain – can't really talk a whole lot about it because it's classified, right. a lot of it is. So, Just give us a, uh, some general, you know, ideas in terms of what this type of job entails. And, again, I understand and I respect you can't <clears> go into the specifics of that. But, you know, if someone was yeah. interested in this type of field, what are the some of the things they'd have to do and what are some of your, you know, generic responsibilities, so to speak? Okay. Uh, to get – well, first of all, you have to have a top-secret security clearance and a polygraph to get in. Um, wow. So start that, it always takes time. I mean, it can take six months to a year to get a clearance, you know, depending mm-hmm. on your background. Uh, polygraph, if that's something, too, you have to go past that. Um, um, and then you have to have experience, too. Like, for my job, you can't, you know, you have to have a, I have my certified ethical hacker certification. And just to even take the test, you have to have so many years' experience already in that field. So you can't okay. just go take the test and be in. It's something you have to work up to just to even take the test. Um, so I got, have, I've gotten some certifications. Got this, like I said, the certified ethical hacker. Got the security plus. It's, I'm sorry, one. I don't want to laugh, but it's just such a funny term. A certified ethical hacker. It's just basically saying if you're a white hat, it's not one that's breaking right. into computers and stealing money from the bank. Or, right. Um, Doing something with websites, it's you're basically trying to it's protecting the government systems from attackers getting in sure. to the, no, sure. the government computers. And so it's a it's an interesting field. Yeah, do you like it? I mean, is this something? And we'll talk later in the show because after we get into all the projects you've been involved in and donated to, is this something that you see yourself in long term? Um, yeah, it's like once you get in, it's kind of hard to get out because. Well, okay. I've been doing it for this long. It's like, what else am I going to do? Kind of, right. Know, uh, right. I don't want to be. I'm 35. I don't. It's kind of hard to start a whole new career. I think. You know, it's not sure. impossible. It's just hard to do to switch over to something else. And, um, right. So I, I'm sure I'll still be doing it. I would like to. Um, I've always been, like I said, involved. Wanted to be involved in the criminal justice aspect of it. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm working on my degree right now in criminal justice administration. And Very so I'd like cool. to combine the two and actually do something maybe um, like with law enforcement, but with using the computer stuff that I do now with that knowledge, just combine the nice. two. Nice. Just working cybercrime, something like that. Maybe like, remember they used to have it, they don't have it on TV anymore. Remember the, um, oh gosh, what was that show with Chris Hansen where they would try to track down the sex offenders? Oh, the Catch a Predator? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, that would, that would be, be that'd be cool too. Because yeah. I feel like it would be doing, making more of a difference doing that. I think. Um, right. I, I think doing that would feel more uh, like I was actually doing something for the world and helping people instead of. Because right now I'm like in a four stories underground, you know, no windows. It just kind of feel like like I'm in prison too, like you are. Right, right, working, right. <laughs> working prison. So. Wow. Well, I mean, good luck with that. Sounds like you're doing amazing, and I'm sure. With your uh, persistence and your dedication and your talent, I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. 
gives us a little bit of background on who you are. And now we're going to get involved in uh, all these amazing things that you've done for uh, not only yourself but for others in terms of supporting people with their passions and helping them get their projects off the ground. So tell us first, I guess, I think it would be interesting to start. Let me just go to my notes here. Um, you know, how did you find out about Kickstarter and Indiegogo? What was it that really attracted you to these these sites to get involved in donating the projects? Uh, the first time I heard about it was uh, Warner Drive, the band, uh, mm-hmm. maybe on later. Uh, they posted something on Facebook that they were running a Kickstarter campaign, and it was the first time I heard of it, so I checked that out and saw that uh, saw what it was. You can get all these different perks. You know, don't whether you donate ten bucks or a hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever, you get certain things. Um, that's how Indiegogo and Kickstarter works. You get different perks, but based on how much you donate to the project is what you get in return. So right. um, I saw that the, the biggest one they had was a $5,000 contribution, and that was you got, like, free shows for life. Um, you get an autographed guitar. You get to go visit them in L.A. They'll take you out of Sunset Strip and have a party wow. with the band. Like, tons of stuff, you know. And then it was autograph stuff. So uh, me being loving autographs so much, that auto- automatically was like, <laughs> okay, I definitely want to you know, get involved here. And was like, there's so much cool stuff you can get to be helping them out, but then I also get something in return. So it's mm-hmm. not like just, hey, give us your money. You know, they're they're giving you all the stuff too. So um, at the time, I'm like, I don't have $5,000, so how am I going to come up with this kind of money? I want to help them out. I'm a huge fan of the band. I want to get all this cool stuff. I want to help them go to Europe. I don't have the money, so what am I going to do? So I was thinking, well, I know I have my 401k from work. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, well, I, that's the only way I know that I can actually get the money right now, that kind of amount, <clears throat> and actually do what I want to do. Wow. So I just I took out the $5,000 loan, and I had to pay a lot of you know, early withdrawal fees and taxes and stuff, but it was worth it because it gave me the money right now when I wanted it. Mm-hmm. So I donated the 5000 and then... Uh, they had like a week left, I think, of the campaign, and they needed to raise 18000 And even with my 5000 they still needed like another $10,000 to actually get the money and to, get, to oh do the gosh. tour. And okay. I really wanted them to do it so bad, so I didn't want it to – I wanted to make sure that they got to go on tour. So I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and take out another 5000 uh, the 401K, so I could end up giving them $10,000 total just to put them over the top so they guaranteed that they would get to go on tour okay. to Europe. So I just wow. wanted it so bad. I mean, I was, like, obsessed with it. I was checking it every day, five times a day to see, you know, who donated. I mean, I was so into it. Just, as much that's as they amazing. were, I think, checking it all the time. I just wanted it so bad for them. And then that's what really got me started. It was just got me hooked on it. it. was just seeing that it actually worked and they got to go on tour. And I get to live vicariously through them. I felt like I was on tour with them, you know, at least right. So it was just I- such a good experience. And then... Um, once I did that, <clears throat> sorry, I, uh, I realized, noticed, I checked out uh, like Google crowdsource or crowdfunding campaigns, and that's mm-hmm. when I found Indiegogo. So, so I was looking at Indiegogo, Kickstarter. I just started checking those both of those sites out every day, just looking for different projects. And I, it wasn't just music; there was like actually movies and stuff in there too. And I didn't know that at first, so I started looking through the movie projects, and um, like, wow, you can actually if you donate enough, you can actually be in a movie, you know, mm-hmm. be an extra or executive producer or something. So that got me excited about that, that I can actually be a part of not just the music stuff but also the movies. And um, so the first actual movie 
project that I funded was uh, called QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, like a keyboard. QWERTY. Okay. And it's a short film, uh, director and writer, Courtney Wold. And so I, I first I donate, I think, 500 bucks, And then uh, I got a call um, from Courtney's mom, actually, that lives here in Colorado with me. Okay. And said, well, hey, if you donate a little more, like actually donate another 2500 for 3000 total, um, I'd actually be executive producer of the movie. They'd fly me to California so I can actually visit the movie set. Um, they'd put me and my daughter in the movie as extras, like in the background. Wow. So it was my first real experience of seeing a movie set and how it all works. And it was really exciting because I'd never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And actually be on a movie set and see how it works and meet everybody involved and just really be a big part of the project. And so that, that first project for me is really like close to my heart just because it was the first one. Um, sure. And my daughter got to be in it. She had a line in it. So it was, it was really cool that she got Aww. to be part of it. And she gets to go to school and tell everybody that she's in a movie. <laughs> so, That's cute. Really what cool. was the movie Um, What was the movie about? Uh, it's a like a love story that's not about love at all. It's just kind of a, a a girl kind of kidnaps her friend. Not kidnaps, but, you know, just takes him along because he hates his job. And uh, She's like, you know, I'm going to give you a day away from that. Just, just go do something fun and get out of here. And, mm-hmm. uh, so the little adventure, and she goes, they pick up stuff on the side of the road. Like they see, you know, a free couch on the side of the road. So they pick that up and put it in the car, and they're just collecting things as they go along. So their car is okay. just full of stuff they've picked up on the side of the road, and it's just uh, <clears throat> just their journey together. And then, you know, he and their uh, crazy relationship kind of there that will blossom. It's just a short film. It's not a full, like, 90-minute video. It's like a right. uh, probably like 20-minute little mini-movie. Very cool. Short. And uh, so, yeah, I've gone on to donate to about 20, 22 other projects. Okay, I was going to ask you, that was going to be one of my questions about how many projects have you donated to. And if you feel comfortable about how much money have you ballpark range put into the project? Uh, So far with all of them combined, just to the actual campaign donation to them is about 60,000. Wow. And then another another 12, 13 just in in like uh, airline tickets, hotel, rental car for me actually going to the movie sets and stuff. So the total combined like seventy two, seventy three thousand. And wow. that's just since that's just in the last since May, June, around there. So of of what? This past year? year? Of this year, yeah. Oh wow. I thought you've been doing it for like years. <laughs> no, no, this is just the last like six months or five months or whatever. So Wow. I mean that is but, just you're such like and again I'm not gonna get into religious stuff because I don't do that on my show and it's funny. I had someone contact me who wanted to talk about a religious film and, like, preach, and I was like, no, I don't do that. But, I mean, seriously, you are like a saint. You are just a very kind, genuine person. I mean, that is just amazing, you know, that you're taking your hard-earned money. It's No, it's wonderful. I mean, wow, I I just don't have many other words to say. And and like I said, I'm not, like, a rich guy. I don't have that money. It all came basically from my 401K. After I took that original 10K out for the Warner Drive campaign, I ended up seen all these other campaigns I wanted to be involved with and uh, so I ended up, I was taking you know a few thousand a year a few thousand there and I was like well screw it I already got I got 70 grand in there I'm just gonna take it all out just cashed it out completely and then like I said in the last 
five six months, I just went through it <laughs> like pretty fast. Oh my! So. No, no, no. Real quick, I don't want. I'm not trying to create anxiety. I'm just curious, and this is my psychology stuff. But I mean, any? Do you have any concerns? Any fears about? I mean, looking back and saying, "Oh my gosh, I took all this money out," or no, it's it's not something that you're. Yeah. Okay. I don't regret it. I I, uh, I have another 401k that's been going the last year. That's already you know like ten grand already built up just in a year from that. Right. So you know, I mean, it's yeah. I figured it's gonna it's gonna kind of pay off in the end. I think not that I'm making money off of any of these projects. Right. I feel it could lead to other things though. Like sure. I'm meeting all these different people, making contacts, and who knows, mm-hmm. maybe it can get get me in some other movie or something where I can start to make money doing this. Another little career out of it or something. Um, no, you're. I think that's yeah. a great way to look at it, and I think you know. Again, with like you're saying, I think that's an awesome way to reframe things. Like even though you're putting all this money in, you're meeting these people you probably would have maybe unfortunately never met. You know, developing these relationships, these connections. I think that's yeah, that's a great perspective to take on it. Absolutely. And um, uh, good karma too. Uh, I also met just from helping people, and it, it, it makes me happy to make other people happy. I love to mm-hmm. see other people succeed, and I want to be a part of what they're doing. I'm not trying to get anything out of them, like you know, like right. I'm not trying to get some. I just want, I just want to. I've always, like even before this, I was in the music business a little bit. I did, I booked shows for for uh, a club and booked band, try cool. to promote all the different bands. So I mean, I've always wanted to help other people and you know support them, uh, even above myself. You know, I just really like to help other people like that. And, um, you know, and real it, quick, it's been helping my like daughter, this? too. Right. No, real quick, just to, and you can tie your daughter into this, too. I mean, growing up, were you that type of person who, were you like a people pleaser? You wanted to always help people? and. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because I was just thinking about that the other day is, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, 16, 17, working at Burger King, going, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. I remember I, uh, I saw the commercials for the St. Jude Children's Hospital. Okay. This infomercial they had, and it just touched my heart. This little kid, a little bald kid from going through chemo, and I felt so sad about that. And I actually would donate at some point, so I'd get my paycheck from Burger King. And it might have only been a few hundred bucks at the time. This was like in the mid-90s, you know, 16, not making a whole lot. Working there, but it was was like a few hundred bucks. But I took my whole check and donated it to St. Jude. And I sent them, I collect the sports cards, and always since I've been like seven or eight, so mm-hmm. I would buy boxes of cards. I sent those to the hospital, too, so the kids can open those. And, um, nice. Even when I was in the military, they would take money out of my check every month for, for different charities. So I've always kind of cool. tried to give stuff. So not to this degree that I'm doing now because I haven't right. been able to. But, but, <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. And I'm sorry, you were bringing in your daughter, too, in terms of I, you were talking about how these projects, they not only help you, but – I think you were going to lead into that they're, you know, positive experience for her too. Yeah, she 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 loves going on set with me, and uh, she she's been in a couple of movies now with me. She was in the Cordy one, and then also the Ghost of the Wire. We were both in that. We actually nice. both get killed in that one, so it's kind of a sad one. But uh, it was just fun <laughs> to put the the bullet, the makeup on, and you know, do all that. And but it gives her it's giving her some more confidence. So when she goes That's to school. Cool. You know, she can say, you know, I've been in movies. And it just helps her out because she's been bullied and stuff in school. And to have Aww. her, you know, give her that confidence to kind of go to school and feel better about herself knowing that she's involved in something really cool like that has helped her out, I think, too. That's great. Yeah. That's really that's a Yeah, that's a great thing, too, just getting her involved. And, yeah, like you said, building up her self-esteem and helping her become probably more assertive and 
showing that she can do, you know, different things and has different skills. That's really cool. Well, and it's something this. for both of us, something that we can both do together. Because it's just us. You know, I've been raising her all by myself. And she's 11 years old now, and it's just been us since she was a couple months old. So now we've been wow. together 11 years. It's two of us. And so it's something that we can both share together and, and you know, bond over. And just you know, it's just something great to do together. That's cool. That's really cool. Well, let's do this because I want to get back and I want to definitely start listen, uh, talking about all these other projects you're in and then getting into some of your interesting hobbies, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So let's do this. Let's talk. Uh, let me hold up. Let me bring up uh, Faking Smiles. I want to play them. Let's do that. So I'll put you on hold. I'm going to debut Faking Smiles from uh, Warner Drive and do a little introduction for them, and then we'll come back. Cool. All right. Sounds good. I'll put you on hold, Brian. Hold on. All right. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to Brian Oakley. He is a philanthropist, an actor, a producer, and as you heard, or if you didn't hear, you can tune in again when the podcast comes. He's also a cybersecurity analyst. So, again, the podcast will be available after the show. Please, if you didn't tune in or you can't tune in to later, you can download it, you can stream it, so definitely check out his interview. We're going to check out now. As he said, he put about... Oh, gosh, I don't remember exactly, but I think he said about almost fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 into this band to get them on tour. Their name is Warner Drive. They're an awesome band. Check these guys out. Their new album, or their album that's out right now, is called OK-KGO, and uh, you can find them on Facebook.com uh, forward slash Warner Drive. And right now we're going to check out their hit single, Faking Smiles. We'll be back in a moment.
right, everyone, we're back again. That was Warner Drive with their hit single, Faking Smile. So please check them out and check out their album, OKKGO. OK Amazing song. Check these guys out. Great band. Let me do a couple of quick plugs and commercials. Uh, check out Quantum Design Lab. They specialize in graphic design, web design, and digital media. They create attractive, effective, sorry, and affordable websites, marketing collateral, and digital media projects. So they also do printing services. For more information, you can go to quantumdesignlab.com, and that is Q-U-A-N-T-U-M designlab.com. Also, please check out Blurred Energy Drink. It's an energy drink that I work with where one of my songs is featured as the single uh, to play with their product called Vanilla Skies. It's an amazing energy drink. It's specifically formulated for the female athlete. You can check them out at flirtdrink.com, and they just revamped their whole uh, ingredients, and they have a new product that they launched. It's out in all the Harris Teeter stores, and uh, they're doing some amazing things, so check them out. And lastly, also check out Davin's Den for you comedy fans out there. The fast, fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, to watch live episodes here or watch old episodes or to find out more about the show, go to DavinComedy.com, and Davin is spelled D-A-V-I-N. Okay, so let's bring Brian back. All right, Brian, back. you're back. You're back, and I could see why you love that band. That's such a great song, and I, I told uh, Ronnie to get in touch with me in the new year, and we could uh, bring him on to promote the whole band. That'd be awesome. They're super nice people, too, just really great guys, and girl and uh they actually so then too they actually we recorded one of their songs for me too as part of the campaign so oh really, really? Cool. they put my they put my name and three of my friends names in the song they just replaced the names that were already in it and they re-recorded awesome. it for me so it was really cool that's cool it looks like they're really appreciative too which is nice when you see people like that too that just really appreciate the support and everything you're doing for them so that's cool yeah very cool so let's talk uh, about some of these new projects that you're going to get involved in, and then we'll definitely get into uh, some of your hobbies too. So okay. I was just, you know, it was funny, and again, unfortunately as a psychologist, I analyze everything, but, you know, I was sure. looking over some of the titles of the new projects that you're getting involved in, and it seems like some of the projects you pick have either like either a controversial or some type of a unique, you know, concept to it. So, for example, the Bowie Chronicles, tell us a little bit about that and what attracted you to this project. Yeah, Bully Chronicles, that's a great one because it's, it's going to it's kind of takes a different approach to the whole bullying thing. It's going to actually mm-hmm. look more from the bully's perspective. So it's going to be a, kind of a game changer, I think, uh, as far as movies about bullying. Because um, they think that instead of just, you don't just punish the, the bully. I mean, you got to kind of start with, you know, with the healing process and you know, heal the bully first so that the bullying stops. Because unless okay. you, you know, heal the actual bully... You know they're not gonna they're not gonna stop what they're doing. So sure. it's just a, I think it's a great project that's gonna help a lot of people. Uh, you know, because it's something I think that can be in like every you know, every school in the country that can watch it and say they can relate to it because uh, everybody's been bullied usually you know, at some point in their life. Um, you know, if it helps anybody, if it saves lives, it's gonna be so worth it because it's just gonna be it's a great project. It's gonna reach a lot of kids, and um, you know, I, I got involved with that and I, I gave. Uh, Ten thousand dollars for that project as well. Wow! Um, and I'm uh, by it's, doing that, 
the director and writer actually wrote me into the movie. Uh, cool. So I'm going to be in different scenes in the movie too. So and also a producer of that. So and I'll be doing How, that for it, a um, couple of weeks. Real, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, and I'll ask you questions. I'll just say I'll be going up to Detroit in two weeks to to film my scenes for that. So. Nice. Yeah, it started filming this past week, but I'll be doing my things in like two weeks. Cool. Is it is it a full feature film? Yes, it is. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's a great thing in terms of you saying, you know, having something like that in the schools, and I think that's just such an important topic today that's, that's going on with so many kids and, you know, especially unfortunate situations where, you know, kids get so traumatized that they – you know, try to hurt themselves or they successfully suicide. So I think it's just such an important topic today. And that, that's an interesting way to look at it from the bully's perspective rather than, like you said, always punishing the, the tormentor. So that's really cool. I definitely want to check that out. Let me know when that's out. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um, and also another film, uh, and it actually has the word controversial in the title of it, um, <laughs> Dear White People, or as you described it, what's what's that about? Yeah, it's a satire. It's a kind of a um, a black face and a mostly you know white hold, place. Hold, let's it's, hold that uh, thought real, Brian. Let's hold that thought real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, it looks like someone called in, but then they just popped out. All right, well, I'll look, I'll look again in the chat room in a minute. I mean, in the switchboard. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, say so it's a it's a satire. It's a about a you know black face and a mostly white place. So it takes place on a college campus uh, <clears throat> where it's mostly white school. Um, but there's a group of black college students. Um, I say I believe I don't know too much about it myself, you know, because I haven't read a script or anything like that. But I think it, it basically is a group of white students that have like a, one of those parties, like a gangster party, where they like okay. dress black, you know, like a, have one of those kind of parties, and it leads to like a race riot on the campus. Um, wow. At least that's what I've from what I've gotten from it, and it's just controversial, I think, because a lot of people just from the title alone, dear white people. People think, well, is that racist or, you know, right. what is, what's going on there? So it's kind of some people love it, some people don't like it just from the, the title. You know, and I, it's, they got like almost a million hits in like within a week or two from the trailer wow. coming out on YouTube. So it's gone viral. It's it, it's been on CNN talking about it. It's getting a lot of it's got a lot of press. And, um, cool. So it's exciting to be a part of that. And uh, okay, uh, well, I'll have a walk on rolling. Just finish up your role, and then I'll just let the person know. Hold on the line. We're going to get to you in one second. I just want Brian to finish his thought with this uh, project he's talking about, and then we're going to pick you up. Okay, go ahead. I'll just say that very much. I'll say that I just say I have a um, walk-on role on that. I don't know what kind of part, but um, so. Cool. Yeah, pretty much just for that one, and uh, it kind of ties in with the couple movie too, because um, some of the same the people I. The people from Dear White People that I helped out with that are the ones that let me know about the couple movies. So okay. from them, from their recommendation, I checked that out, and then I gave money to that one too. So it kind of ties into that one. Very cool. Well, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I definitely want to hear about the couple one. Uh, let's take this phone call, and then we'll we'll definitely get back to talking about that. Okay. Okay. All right. Six one five area code. You are on with Brian Oakley. Hello, my name's Nicole Scott. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, I Brian told me that he'd be on this evening talking about his many uh, ventures, and he was uh, generous enough to donate to my project. And I just wanted to call in and thank him on air. Very cool. And what was your project? Please plug it and uh, tell us a little bit about your project. 
Um, well, I'm a country singer. I'm calling from Nashville. That's what the 615 is. Um, so I am just about to <laughs> just about to record my EP here in Nashville um, in this month. So I posted a Rocket Hub page um, for my project from EP, and um, and Brian was nice enough to to help me with that. So I'm you know very appreciative of all my fuelers as they're called on Rocket Hub. Very awesome. Yeah. Please, and, and Brian, please feel free to, you could uh, chime in at any point. <laughs> okay. Pardon me? Yeah. Oh. yeah she is, I said uh, to Brian to chime in. Yeah, Nicole is nice enough. She's going to do a, a song. She's going to actually write it uh, about my daughter, for my daughter. So she's going to have her own song. So I think that's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah, Very hard cool. at work on it. <laughs> well, Nicole, definitely, definitely befriend me on Facebook and stuff, and uh, we'll talk about in the new year when you have your stuff all ready to go, potentially coming on the show. I absolutely will. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, no, great. Good luck, and please plug, uh, you know, a, a Facebook page, a Twitter page where people can find you. Um, everyone can find me at NicoleScott.com, and then they can, you know, there's links there to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all okay. that fun stuff, and they can find Very me cool. on Rocket Hub, the Nicole Scott EP. Okay. Thanks so much, Nicole. Best of luck with Thank that. Thank you. Have fun. Okay. You too. Take Bye. care. Bye. Very cool, Brian. Nice. That's always cool to have people call in from a different project. It's that's nice. Yeah. No, that. definitely. I'll, I'll keep my eye out to see if we got any other people calling in at some point. Definitely. Yeah, so um, some I'm, other ones said they were going to. So hopefully they'll actually call in and say okay. hi. Well, Go ahead. We'll keep our eyes open and, and see if they do. But yeah, so very cool. Definitely um, continue on with your other you know projects you were talking about with the couple and uh, that other film. Yeah, the couple movie that's uh, written and directed by Dennis Storch. He also uh, there's uh, Black and Sexy TV. That's a they got a few different YouTube shows. Uh, the couple, Room uh, of Friends, and The Number, and all of them are pretty pretty popular. Uh, the couple was so popular that they actually are doing the, the full-length movie now based on the web series. And that's the one that I got involved with was the actual couple movie. Okay. Um, and I'll be co-producer of that. Um, I think that one I donated 2500 to. And wow. Dear White People, again, that one was 2500 as well. Um, and then uh, we also got a few other ones coming out soon, um, The Ghost of the Lie. And Allison Undone, both of those written and directed by Jason Armstrong uh, up in Canada. And we did, weren't able to go to set for the Allison Undone, but we did go uh, up to Canada for The Ghost is a Lie. We watched the film okay. for that for a couple of days. And that's the one we, get, we were both in. My daughter and I were both in. We got killed in that one. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. So that one, Very again, cool. that was The Ghost is a Lie, Allison Undone. And I already mentioned QWERTY. Uh, there's another web series called Karma, the series. Again, that was in Canada as well. I went up to Toronto for that. Um, wow. That one was a little weird. I don't know what they're actually doing with that, if they're actually going to finish the series. It hasn't actually been aired, so I don't know really what the status is of that. But okay. um, that one it was kind of weird because it was something different. I'm a nicer guy that's helping people, but in this series I actually played a, uh, a bad guy in that one. I get shot and killed in that. I get killed in a lot of these movies. The first ones <laughs> yeah. I was doing. Like, what's going on <laughs> there? 
<laughs> oh, no, I just kind of want to go the opposite of the nice guy thing and just be something different, you know, and just well, myself. It's funny, it's funny you say that because it's funny you say that because I always joke around with people that I wanted to be in a horror movie and just be like, yeah, just totally tortured and killed. And I'm like, I don't know what that's all about, but I think it would be a cool thing. <laughs> um, but here, not to let's, let's hold that thought again. We got another person calling in for you, okay? Okay, cool. All right, cool. Hold on. All right, area code 905, you are on with Brian Oakley. 905, it's Big B and Little C. Hey, Uh-oh. Colin, what's up? <laughs> Brian, how are you, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for calling in. No problem, no problem. I had to call in uh, and support uh, one of our founders. Um, he just dropped The Ghost is Alive, so I'm calling in to uh, pay our digital and virtual thank you to to Mr. Oakley and his uh, kindness for sure, Carrie. Um, Very the cool. true gentleman that you have for sure. Definitely. And please, lucky, um, uh, now this is the ghost, on. this is the project, the ghost of a lie that he just talked about? Um, yeah, yeah. That's Ironically, the one that you're, uh, okay. I'm just part of the class on that. So I, I managed to meet Brian um, on set uh, he flew in from Colorado, and uh, as he mentioned, it was filmed in uh, the Toronto area. But, Very cool. Uh, I, big thanks, obviously, for everything that he continues to do for the film industry. He's uh, he's quite the individual. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and please plug where people can uh, check out you and your project. Uh, well, it's not out yet. Brian probably has more details than myself. Okay. <laughs> um, being the big producer that he is, for sure, the cast is uh, kind of on the sidelines right now, but uh, I'm sure he can give you any information when it comes about. But I just wanted okay. to give in and, and, and uh, say thank you to Brian, obviously. Awesome. Well, well thank you. you so much for calling in. Best of luck with your no project. Problem. For sure. It's a great show. I'll be tuning in. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Take you. care. Hey, thanks, buddy. Bye. Talk to you later, man. No problem, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, yeah, Colin, he's, cool. I met him, like I said, on the set of Ghost of the Lion. He's one that I became really good friends with, like I bonded, I think, the most with out of everyone there. And uh, I've just remained really good friends since then. So you know, we talk a lot and just we update each other on the different projects we're doing. And so he's a really good guy. Like real good, he's become a real good friend out of this. So it's really cool to got to meet him. Cool. And what was I didn't catch his name. What was his name? Because I know he, when he called in quickly, he was saying B and C. And <laughs> yeah, I call because I'm you know big guy, so I call I'm Big B and he's Little C because his name's Colin. So Colin Price. Gotcha. Is his name. Yeah. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, and we got another caller for you on. So let's let's take this one on, okay? All right. All right. Area code three one zero. You're on with Brian Oakley. Hey, Brian. Hey, Carrie. This is Dennis Dorch from The Couple Movie. Hey, hey how are you? Fine. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, I didn't know I was supposed to call you Big B, so you didn't tell me that, Brian. But no. I'll start now. So. <laughs> I got a lot of nicknames, so that's one of them. Yeah, and I didn't know that. Um, I thought we were so special, you know, receiving um, a backing from you. I didn't realize you did all these um other uh, projects. <laughs> so I'm a little taken aback, but I'm going to get over it, okay? I'm going to get over it. <laughs> but definitely, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, Brian came out of, like, Divine Intervention. So for us, um, as he mentioned, it was through Lena Waite from Dear White People, and she's a friend of ours. And 
she posted it, I guess, on Facebook, and he saw it because we were already friends after he backed that project. And it was like, I'm pulling out my wallet now. And then I saw twenty bars. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> wow. Hey, that was our first big contribution. It was early on in the um, campaign, which gave us it put us on the map. It gave us a really big boost because generally, you know, people are always waiting to see if you're going to make it <laughs> right. before they actually right. contribute. So seeing twenty five hundred dollars early on was like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe I can. You know, I want to be a winner too. I'm going to go with this. You know." So that was really helpful in the beginning. So Brian, if I haven't really uh, thank you personally or over, you know, with real words. I do want to say that right now. Thank you very much. It was, uh, I mean, you continue to do this a lot, and this is great to hear, and I didn't know much about you, so this was great for me to listen in and hear more about you, so. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Dennis, yeah, please also plug where people can find your projects, and, um, you know, as I said to someone who called in earlier, please, you know, contact me in the future or near future once you have some stuff available and we could talk about bringing you on at some point. Oh, sounds good. Thank you, Carrie. Um, basically, you can get basic information at blackandsexy.tv, which is our overall network, and um, and we can be emailed at contact at blackandsexy.tv. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, and, and best of luck with uh, much success with all of your projects that you're doing, too. Thank you. You guys have a good evening. All right. Okay, you Thanks, too. Sarah. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, cool. We've got some nice interactive uh, stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah, so I was hoping to get a lot of different people calling in. Yeah, like no, this is good. To hear from good. all the different people from the project, so keep them coming. Okay. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I'm going to keep the uh, switchboard open. I'm going to quickly go through some other questions just because things are going to wind down in a little bit, and I definitely want to get some other interesting things in about you. Um, I mentioned so how real did... quick just the other names of the movies real quick. Just oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Go I just ahead, want to make sure I don't leave anybody out. I want to mention all the different projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we got one, a couple more band ones, uh, Glass Delirium and uh, Nemesis, both local Denver bands. Uh, they had uh, campaigns. Uh, Nemesis actually working on doing the One Fine Day music video. So hoping to get some more funds for that first before we can actually go through with that. Cool. Um, another one, another movie called The Hospital. Uh, I play a small, tiny little part in there. I play Fred in the movie. Uh, that one's directed by Jim O'Rear, Daniel Emery Taylor. That should be coming out, I think, February. Um, and then also got uh, Chariot. Um, I'll be an associate producer for that. That's a director, Brad Osborne, um, writer, Eric Vale. And there's a, you can go to chariotmovie.com. Uh, also, the, there's a trailer on YouTube for that. It looks, it's such an amazing looking project. I'm so super excited about this one. Cool. Um, What's that one yeah, about? It's called, it's called Chariot, and it's about seven strangers who wake up on this plane, and they're in the air. They don't know why they're there, what they're doing there, and they have to figure out exactly what's going on. And I guess Chariot was a government program where they'd put people on a plane, like if there's a natural, you know, something going on, like an attack on the U.S. You put the mm-hmm. two people on the plane, a chariot, you know, and they take these people to safety. And they're like, well, we're not anybody special, though. I'm a truck driver. I'm, like, high school dropout. So it's like, why are we on this plane and what's going on? So it's going to be really good, I think, and it looks super good just from the trailer alone. When I saw that, it gave me chills, and I had to had to donate to that and be a part of it. It looks so good. Cool. Very cool. Well, let's do another caller. We've got another caller for you, so let's bring them on, Okay. Okay. All right. 361, area code, you are on with Brian Oakley. Hello? 
All right. Maybe they're not there. You there? <laughs> Looks like they are, but you there, Brian? I'm here. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I'll put them back on hold. Maybe they'll have to call back in. The connection. Maybe it's not there. I'm not sure. Looks like they're there though. Okay. Uh, three six one. If you want, just try to call back in. I tried to bring you on, but it's not for some reason connecting. Um, okay. Cool. So I'm sorry. Continue on with uh, any more projects that you want to plug. I just got a couple more here. Um, another one called The Vault. That's actually a current Indiegogo campaign right now. All the other ones have already ended, so this one you can actually still be a part of and donate to if you want to check that out. Again, it's called The Vault, and it's on Indiegogo. Uh, director Aaron Hahn and a friend of mine, Justin Marshall Elias, who's the one that told me about the project. He's involved in it. I actually met him on the set of Cordy, which is the one of the first movie I mentioned. That was a part of. So we remained friends from that, and uh, that cool. was the one that told me about that. Um, and then there's another one called The Goon. That was a. Uh, I don't have. I'm not like involved in that other than just gave some money to that one. Um, okay. It's for uh, the, the Goon movie. Uh, there's another one called another movie called Live to Tell. Uh, director Jansen Franklin, producer Sean Molai, who I met on Cordy as well. But a lot of these uh, these projects of. Uh, it's because I've kept in touch with these people and become friends with them, and then they tell me about other projects, and then I want to be involved and help them out again and you know, keep you know, being involved with my friends' Right, keep projects. it going. So, right, yeah. So that one, that's so awesome. Again, that's Live to Tell. There's one called Help, and that one is actually the only one that's actually here in the local Colorado area. Uh, all the others I've had to fly and go places, and this one's actually here in town. And again, that's called Help. Director Ethan Hegel and producer Teresa Shug. And okay. that one looks like a pretty exciting one. And then the last one, called Beautiful, uh, director Richard Chan. And again, that's a friend from QWERTY that talked about that one. So a lot of different people from QWERTY. It seems like of that first movie I got involved with has been, uh, gotten me involved in all these other projects since then. So Nice. All right, let's do this. I'm going to bring uh, someone on the air. That person call back in, and then I have a comment from the chat room uh, from someone who works with you that has something very nice to say about you, okay? Great. All right. All righty, let's see. 361, you are on with Brian Oakley. Hi, how are you all doing tonight? Hey, how are you? Good, good. Finally, I made it in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just calling in to talk to Brian and wish him, you know, congrats on all this. I'm actually one of the associate producers on the film The Hospital that oh, I was cool. directed by Jim O'Rear. And so that's actually how I became affiliated with Brian. I met him uh, during the filming of that. That's awesome. And, and what's uh, your name? My name is James, James Morales. Okay, very cool. <laughs> yeah, and, James uh, is another great guy. <laughs> absolutely, Brian is too. And actually... Uh, want to thank him for my affiliation on another film called Allison Undone. I was the uh, executive producer on that film as well. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, well, actually, uh, Go ahead, Brian. I said they actually used uh, his house in that movie. They needed a certain house with a, uh, had a certain look and pool and everything that they needed, and his house fit the bill. So uh, his, his house is actually the, you know, the movie set. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. And what's the, real quick, uh, James, what's the hospital? Again, just give us, I know Brian's mentioned so many projects that he's involved in. Just give us a bullet on this uh, project, and if you have a website, 
where people can uh, find you at? Oh, yes, you can go to facebook.com forward slash it's James, and then my last name, Morales, M-O-R-A-L-E-S. You can find more information on the hospital. It's going to uh, have an international release on March the 23rd in Dortmund, Germany. So everyone's uh, real excited about that. And in February, it's going to have its uh, U.S. uh, release. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and then I'm also... Hopefully, we're going to get Brian on a, another project here that we're kind of talking about in the making of. It's a, a mobile app video game. Huh. Interesting. Wii Zombies. And so it's going to feature a lot of the uh, famous faces or walkers from the actual TV show AMC's The Walking Dead. And so, Brian, you know, we're going to have him involved in that as well. Wow. That's very cool. Very cool yeah, stuff. Another exciting project, the first uh, video game I'll be a part of. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, that would be awesome. Plus, it's just cool to work with James again. He's like he's such a great guy. He's involved in a lot of different things, and so he's somebody that I've really been glad that I met and continued to be friends with. So glad you called in. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you so much, James, for calling in. And if uh, yeah, you're on Facebook and stuff, definitely, uh, definitely look me up on Facebook. Send me a request, and we could keep in touch too. Because as I said to Brian, I love supporting people out there, filmmakers, musicians, etc. Okay. Absolutely. Sounds good. Brian, take it easy, and it was nice talking to you all, and we'll talk to you all again. Cool. Have a great night. Bye. Okay, so let's do the the comment, the nice comment from the chat room, and it is from, he said I can say his name on the air, it's from Joseph DiBasio. I don't know if I pronounced it right. Joe DiBasio, yeah. Oh, Joe DiBasio. Okay, sorry about that, Joe. (laughs) Um. He said he didn't have any particular questions for you because he works with you, but he wanted to say that you've really put yourself out there this year, and he thinks everything you've been doing is great. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I can't see go. the chat room, so I didn't get to see no. it, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Thank you so much, Joe. Okay, let's get into real quick. I want to definitely uh, hone in on a couple of your hobbies because uh, I don't think it would be a complete show without some of the other mm-hmm. interesting things that you are uh, are doing. So, first of all, give us a, a quick bullet highlight on how did you get the name Mighty Oak? It was not too much of a story to that. It just, uh, I think it was in the Air Force. Someone just started calling me that because I, I, usually they just called me Oak. That's one of my nicknames. Uh, just because okay. my last name, Oakley, so Oak. And then I'm, I'm a big guy, so, and I'm 6'3", 400 pounds. I'm just, you know, big, massive guy. <laughs> so right, right, right. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm a mighty, you know, guy, so. You know, just it just fits like a mighty oak, like the big oak tree. So, you know, cool. it just stuck, and you know, just uh, people call me Oak, Mighty Oak. You know, a lot of people don't call me Brian these days. More so lately, just because of what, all the projects I've been involved, I haven't been, you know, like on Mighty Oak. I just been using my regular name, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, got a lot of nicknames, cool. but it doesn't really mean a whole lot. It's just it's another name. No, it's cool. I like it. <laughs> and it's okay, let's uh, briefly hone in on so. Where and when did you develop this interest in collecting letters from serial killers? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. I collect autographs in general just from everybody. Right. Just I have over a thousand autographs from celebrities and sports, you know, athletes and and stuff. But I do have over a hundred serial killer autographs, with actual letters from them. I didn't write to them personally. I buy them from a friend of mine in Florida who actually writes to them, uh, has written to them in the past, and. He actually goes like his idea of of um, 
a vacation is visiting people on death row and actually meeting these people. So he gets okay. the letters and stuff from them personally. And it's a guy that I've known for like 12 years and we haven't actually met, but I've just bought a lot of stuff from him over the years. And um, uh, I started, I think I was 16, 16, 17, around there. I got the Time Life book series on serial killers and mass murderers. Okay. And I started reading that. It was just such a good book. It was a whole series of books. I did send one like every month or something. And it's just such detail. The writing was so great. The, a lot of pictures and just started reading about it. It just interested me. I've always already been interested in law enforcement and wanting to be in the FBI and psychology right. and why they do what they do. And, you know, I don't condone them, anybody murdering anybody. I don't like what they do. I'm not saying, that's, hey, I'm a fan of them. Like, oh, they're so great, but... Because, right. Well, that's, know, that's the that. ironic thing. Real quick, hold on, because there's the person just nine four nine. Hold on the air. We're going to be with you in a in a second. I just want to finish up this uh, quick topic, and then we'll come back to it when we come back um, from the air. But real quick, so like you said, it's interesting because, like you said, it's not like you condone this, and this is something that mm-hmm. you really support. But you know, you're purchasing these letters. What is it? I guess right. what is it about getting these letters that's I don't know well, enticing like to, be- to you or I like it well because uh, it it's like owning a piece of history. It's, okay. Uh, you know, a piece something that they've actually touched that they wrote on. You know, it's like it's something that it's rare. First of all, you can't just sell the stuff on eBay or something. You know, it's really it's really underground. You can't find the stuff. There's only like one person in the whole world that I know I can actually buy. You know, right. like real, you know, for sure autographs from. So it's just something that they're worth a lot of money. I mean, I've paid four thousand dollars for one letter. You know, I was paid. You know, I paid fifteen hundred for a Ted Bundy letter, and it's worth like four thousand now. And, you know, it's just wow. So I probably got like fifty grand just in serial killer autographs sitting around. So, oh my, uh, it's, just, it's just something that's it's just something that's rare. It's a, a piece of history, and it's just part of my collection. And mm-hmm. it's just cool. It's not that I don't have them displayed in my house. I mean, they're all sitting in storage. You know, they're like. You know, because I don't want like a fire, or flood, or someone to rob the house, something like that. So it's right. like to have them displayed, like, "Hey, look at my murder collection." You know, it's just right, right. <laughs> something I have and it's put away in storage, and it's not like you know something I think about all the time, like I'm obsessed with it or anything. It's just it's another thing to collect. Right. I collect tons of different things, and that's just one of them. It's kind of weird, but it's. You know, Has it's anyone real quick? My my last quick question, then we'll get it to get this person because they're holding on. Has there been anyone ever turned off? Are you doing this when you mentioned it? Has anyone ever uh, been like? Be. I mean, not most people. I don't think even know that I collect that. It's just, um, and I right. think if well, they have negative about it, <laughs> they haven't uh, they haven't said anything to me. It's like, oh, you're disgusting. I hate you. You know, it's just, right. I've had people say, hey, that's interesting. That's really cool. And they're, if they check it out and they like it, I heard you know I've heard some positive things about it that they okay. thought it was interesting, but nothing negative. I mean, I've. Um, I think one time I did tell someone, and they, uh, it was at a club, though, and she was drunk, and she started, like, hitting me and stuff, thinking it was gross. Like, he killed women and started, like, hitting me, and then they kicked her out of the club because she's assaulting me. Okay. Other than that, you know, that's the only <laughs> real negative thing I've done. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. All right, let's take this, uh, let's take this call. All right, 949, you're on with Brian Oakley. Uh, hey, Carrie. Hey, uh, hey, Brian. This is Sean Valle, um, the producer of the film Accordion. Let's tell just one of call and say, hey. Hey, how are you? Thanks for calling. No, of course. Yeah, I just wanted to call. I was listening to the show. Uh, I got a message from Brian on Facebook uh, the other night. I wanted to just call and really just say thank you for 
really everything that you've done, um, you know, you're just an amazing person and just want to really say thank you for the contribution, especially for Cordy um, and for Lipitel. So I just wanted to call and just really say thank you. Very cool. No, thank you for calling in, Sean. And please uh, give your project a plug where people could uh, find you in the project to check it out. No, of course. Um, you know, for Cordy, it's going to be uh, facebook.com backslash Cordy Film, and then um, for Lift to Tell, it'll be facebook.com um, backslash Lift to Tell. And um, just want to let Brian know that you know we just hope you're doing well, and then uh, just get. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be giving you a heads up about the film for Cordy, but uh, we're going to have a, probably a premiere of the film um, probably early next year, and we, we definitely would love to see, um, have you come back out and, um, and see it. So, which just want to wish you the best of luck. Whatever it is, 
Right. Um, you know, it's just. No, I uh, think that's a good point. And it's just, uh, it's just cool to just really be a part of something and uh, uh, make you feel good for helping out. So I suggest anybody else get involved too. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for coming on. You did a great job with the interview. We're going to keep posting this thing, and uh, the podcast will be available once the show is over. So uh, just continue to post away, and it gets a, the podcast does really well in terms of getting listens to So I will be doing my fair share of promoting. Well, I hope everyone can actually heard me because I'm a really quiet talker, so I don't. it's hard to hear my voice a lot of times, and I get really nervous. I'm, I'm a shy guy, so... I hope I didn't okay, come no, off okay you... and you can hear me and didn't like, mumble on too much. So. <laughs> no, I don't think you mumbled. I could hear you fine, definitely. Okay. No, you did a great job. You're going to hear another song before we, before we end it? You got to play your song? Yeah, I'll get to play. Uh, I'll play. You're into rock, so I'll, I'll pick one of more of the, I guess I'll try to pick one. Of, it has a hint of pop, and it's coming out to you. I'm going to be getting the CD out this week, so you'll be getting it shortly. Um, all right, so yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll play one of the end one of the songs off my album to close the show. All right, and then um, yeah, we will definitely be in touch. All right, great. Thanks everybody right. for calling in. Really appreciated that, and uh, uh, thank you for having me on and for your friendship. That too means a lot. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Much continued success, and I'll be in touch with you. Okay, thanks. Take care. Okay, okay. bye. bye. All right, everyone, again, that was Brian Oakley. Please, if you turn, tuned in late to the show, you can always check the podcast out. Great interview with him, shared a lot of personal stuff. You'll really get to know who he is. And, again, just all the amazing things he's doing for Kickstarter and Indiegogo projects. So, like he said, all you, all you need to do is even donate 5 $10. It all helps these people that are just so passionate about their, uh, their arts and helping them get the projects out there. So next week, we are going to have another interview. It is going to be Willard Morgan, and he is a multimedia artist. He's a comedian. He's coming on next week, so he's going to share his life story with us and what he's up to. So you can check him out. He's on Facebook. Again, Willard Morgan is his name. And let's see, we're going to end the, probably next week will be my last show potentially, and then what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to pick each of the categories that I've had on my show, music, comedy, films, etc. I'm going to do a top three uh, ranking in terms of these people's statistics and how many listens they've got. Because some of these people are promoting the heck out of their show and they're doing great. So we're going to give them a little bit of an extra reward for uh, continuing to push their stuff. And uh, I'll do a, an end-of-the-year type of uh, show where I review those uh, statistics. Thanks, everyone, again for tuning in. Please follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I'll follow you. Also, you can find me on Facebook. I have two personal pages. You can request me on the one that is not maxed out because, unfortunately, one of my pages has hit that 5,000 mark. And please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show where I have all the updates for upcoming shows and events and all the amazing guests that I've been fortunate to interview. So tonight, let's... um, see which song I'm going to close the show with. Uh, hold on one second. Let me go to my switchboard here. If you like what you hear, uh, my album is called Leave It All Behind. It's available on iTunes. It's a full-length album with 10 songs, so purchase one of the songs or uh, purchase the album if you like what you hear. It's pop rock type of uh, very commercial, radio-friendly type of music. So let's tonight, let's do Goodbye. I haven't done that one in a while. All right, here you go. Goodbye off of my album Leave It All Behind. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for the continued support. And we'll be back next week, which will be December, hold on, let me check out the date, 11th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. 
Thanks so much and have a great night.